We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up, Chiefs Kingdom? Look, before we even get going, talking to Tucker, our producer, before the show started, he said I have an audio-only face. Stop Can you it. believe that? An audio <laughs> The man said, man, if we could just do a podcast with you, that no, would be better. Chiefs I did Kingdom, not what are we going to do with this? What are we going to do with this? <laughs> Welcome back. Hey, we beat the Cowboys. Everything looking good. Bye week. Jeff decided he was going to take the bye week this week, so we're good. Tucker's in to fill in, and we're going to talk some one-on-one. We're going to talk some Chiefs football. Tucker, you played some ball, too, back in the day. You've been coaching. You know the game, so we're going to be chopping up going back and forth. Before we do that, because Jeff's not here, I'm repping the Cookie Society gear today. Our sponsor, Cookie Society Cookies. Man, listen, I got the November 12 pack, um, and I was the whole plan was to put on the T-shirt take out the cookies and take a picture for Twitter and all that stuff. If you check my Twitter, all I had was the t-shirt. I can't eat the t-shirt, but all the cookies were gone. I'm telling you 12 cookies. My family tore them up. Got to check out cookiesociety.com. They ship nationwide every Wednesday. They got new stock in, get in there, get your stuff for the holidays. I mean, it's just, you're not going to taste a better cookie out there and they ship right to your door. Check them out. Cookiesociety.com. Tucker, what's up, brother? How we doing, man? I'm doing great. We've hit the bye week. Finally hit, hit that week. Chiefs bye week. A little late bye week of this year, but I think that's kind of preferred, especially when you want to hit that stretch run. We can talk about, we're going to talk about that um, kind of later on in the show, but it's good to be in. Obviously, you know, wish Jeff was here. I love the insight that Jeff has. Old Jeff Stradamus. Jeff he's Stradamus. Been stri- he's been striking Just, a few times here, man. He's been time. hitting it, um, but but I'm glad to be in here talking some Talking some shop with you yeah, here. We're going to talk about this Cowboys game before we head on into the bye week. And I got, you know, I, I got, I got, I want some to know a little bit of the inside information, kind of let's on rock. what goes on in the bye week. So yeah, let's rock. Let's I go ahead and talk about this Cowboys game. Yeah. Well, look, here's what's amazing to me. You, you look at the um, the the last three games, right? So you had those two those two wins, but they have the Giants. And I can't remember who else, but they were looking the down the barrel of. Oh well, they were looking down the barrel of Oakland. Green Bay and um, right. Dallas. And we were like, and this is when things were really rocky and you're thinking, this is going to be a rough three weeks. I mean, you know, they can do it. We know they got the guys to do it, but, you know, these are three hard teams. And, um, wow, did they 
you know, Tucker, the thing that's most amazing to me is you you look at the offense, Kansas City's offense and their special teams, and you know, okay, this is just a team that's just faltering. I mean, they're just they need to find themselves, but all the talent is there. They just need to to, to get out of their own heads and get going. I'll be the first to admit, when I looked at the defense prior to these, you know, even the games before against the Giants, you know, the beginning of the season, looking at this defense, I thought we're in trouble. You know, this, the offense is really going to have to carry us again because it is hard to do a 180 on defense midseason. It's hard. I mean, that's what training camp is for, to get your defense set, get that mentality, that mindset, who you are, that swagger. And then you keep that. Now you're going to have ups and downs, but some of those games at the beginning of the season, I mean, they were just getting ran through and thrown all over. And I'm just thinking, oh Lord, there's just no way you can turn this around. I was dead wrong. I was dead wrong. And now look, I didn't count them out. I knew this was still a team that was going to get into the playoffs and do their deal. Right. But I would never have been able to predict the 180 that they've done. I mean, they have been the top defense in the NFL over the past whatever it's five weeks. Uh, yeah. stopping the run technique looks great. Rushing the passer against good offensive fronts, everybody getting home coverage tightened up in the back end. So now coverage is tight. Pass rush is getting home, but run is getting stopped. Um, Nick Bolton all over the field. Like you struck yeah. gold on a rookie that looks like DJ out there. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I, you know, I'm sure there's been something like it before, but I've never seen it. If I, I've never been on a team that was able to make that. Like on defense, we were either good or we weren't good, right? <laughs> I mean, I mean, even if you look back at that one and five season, that was still a pretty good defense, right? And we yeah. got better, but we started pretty good. I mean, this defense literally ran from, oh lord, you know, hang on to, yeah, no, these guys, these guys are world beaters, and now mm-hmm. the offense kicking again. I mean, it's just the perfect time to be. Heading up, and they're not. This isn't like a slow step. This is like boom, we're rocket yeah. ship to the ceiling. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I I'm I was really impressed. I mean, I, I know you guys have already covered all the X's and O's and stuff like that, but uh, yeah, just it's just really hard to convey. And I, I sent out a tweet that said, "Look, there's a lot of things that make Andy Reid a Hall of Fame coach. Um, you look at, you know." His, you know, his ability to call plays, his ability to surround himself with a great staff, his ability to play that that role, that GM role, where he's bringing in the guys right. that he needs, his ability to to isolate his guys and use their talents and their abilities uh, uh, in the the best way possible. Right, he maximizes his guys' talents, all that stuff. I mean, he's got all that stuff, the wins, all that stuff. But to be able to I've been in those locker rooms on these teams where things have started rocky and real rocky. And mm. now this is the second time I've seen, you know, the one and five start in 2015. And then this year where you have a team that for all intents and purposes is done. I mean, this team wasn't done, yeah. but they were really low. And I know what those, what it's like to be in those locker rooms. And, and a lot of guys start to give up. And the only way to account for this team's ability to continue to fight, no matter what's going on is that philosophy that Andy Reid has. And I, I know after this game, I know what he's telling him because I see the guy's tweets. He's saying, remember the past five weeks, everybody was counting us out. Now everybody's saying we're going to win the Super Bowl. He's saying we don't <laughs> listen to what anybody's saying. We go back to work. We just work every day. We get better. We focus on the next thing. That's how we win games. And it's not lip service. The guys really believe this and they're bought into it. And 
again, it is damn near impossible to turn seasons around like this in the manner that they've turned around uh, without great, incredible leadership. And I said, it's a superpower. It's a superpower yeah. to, to have this team that's so bought in that even when everything's going to hell, they're fighting and scratching and clawing and trying to get better uh, even this deep in the season. I mean, it's just, it's really like nothing I've ever seen. And so, uh, you know, that I think is what really, you know, you talk about the Super Bowl rings and the wins and all that stuff that gets counted towards. Yeah, that's a Hall of Fame coach. That I think is the most impressive thing that Andy Reid has is his ability to keep the guys bought in no matter what's going on. You know, on Sunday, I really enjoyed watching that defense play. And I, and I can't remember the last time I honestly thought, man, I've really enjoyed watching this defense play yeah. and watching them play, too. I think the th things that you and Jeff said, you know, it's tough to turn a defense around from a team that, you know, can't really stop the run. That's tough to turn around. I've been thinking about that the whole the whole season, basically, and they've done it. And I now I've been thinking about how excited you and DJ are going to be when you guys talk to Craig on, on Wednesday or yeah. whenever that video comes out. And you guys get to break down so many good defense defensive yeah. plays because now this team has gone from okay their offense carries them to now their defense has carried them to some few wins here in this these past yeah. couple days because their defense really stepped up big against the Dallas Cowboys it really carried them when the offense kind of sputtered a little bit couldn't really get right. it going now against the Raiders and man that offense was there's two Fine. ends of the spectrum right yeah. you had the you had the Raiders game then you had the that that game against uh, the Packers probably right. what I put on the other end of the spectrum because I think that this game against the Cowboys falls somewhere in there. They talked about that on the lab last night of where this offense falls in there. But you're right, man. This team looked dead to rights when you start to right. look at this schedule and you look at it, you're like, I'm going to go play the Raiders who aren't playing bad football right now. we got to right. play the Packers who luckily they played them without Aaron Rodgers. And, and then they had to play this Dallas Cowboys team who didn't have Amari Cooper. But And I've talked about this a lot too. I don't think the Chiefs had a lot of luck in 2019, right? When it comes to winning the Super Bowl, you got to have some luck when it comes right. to winning Super Bowls. Um, and I think that their luck is starting to turn around now. Yeah. Um, when you when you talk about not playing Aaron Rodgers, not playing Amari Cooper, um, you know, beating the Giants, having their defense play so well, and I don't think that's luck. I just think that their defense is starting to kind of get their fortunes turned, right? We right. were seeing Patrick Mahomes not turn the ball over as much as kind of leveling off and going to normal. That's what happens. And, and, and football is just a game of luck. I think it's a weird shaped ball and it bounces weird. Right. Um, so I think the ball is now starting to bounce into the Chiefs uh, Chiefs sideline a little bit more. And, and that's dangerous for the rest of the AFC because, Mike, because you and I were talking, nobody wants to win this AFC. Right. Uh, it seems like these teams keep losing and it's just going to make it really interesting, you know, this closing stretch here into the new year. Well, and here's the thing, too. As a player, when you it's all about momentum and confidence and yeah. You know, when things get tough later on in the season, mid-game or something like that, you're not going to think back to, yeah, we had a really good November, but we, you know, we really got lucky. You're going to think, hey, <laughs> we've been kicking ass and we can, yeah. we can do it again now. And like, so that's all that matters, right? It's all, and, and when the more that builds and the more you get that confidence, you're, I mean, that, that's the key. Nobody's going to think back and say, yeah, we were good, but we didn't play Aaron Rodgers. They're going to say, yeah, we feel good. Let's go. Let's rock. This is who we are. You saw the dancing. I love mm -hmm. the clips of it. That's, I'm telling you, that's a staple of a defense playing well. When you're, when the guys are dancing and laughing and having fun, that's, you know, you're in good shape because guys are in a great headspace. They're having fun. That defense is all about having fun and playing fast. I mean, that's the yeah. key. You can talk about all the other things. Have fun, play fast. That's the key to a great defense, and those those boys are doing it.
Now the defense really coming on, man. I think that's, that's super exciting. I'm really excited for what you and Craig and, and DJ are going to talk about. There's mm. just so many good plays to talk about. But what does that do for you mentally? I kind of got got a question for you here, Mike. Is like going into the bye week after you have such a dominant performance like that, how do you feel? Is it one of those things where you just kind of want to get back out there and play again, or is it one of those things that you like to sit on? Yeah. So Bill Callahan our, uh, was our offensive line coach. Yeah, when I was with the Jets, and he talked about how uh, he said something funny one time. I remember he said it to the team, and he said, "But you go into the bye week. If you lose, the food tastes bad. You sleep like crap. You're miserable the whole time." He said, "But when you win, everything's good. You're sleeping good. You're eating good. Everybody feels good." Is that that? This is such an. It's so important to win before the bye week because you're right. You don't have the quick turnaround to get things fixed. So right, Dallas turns around. They're playing Thursday. They're loving it right yeah. now because they can turn around and get it right and, and try to get things back on track. Can if you're going into the bye week and you lose, oh, it's just because everybody's just itching to get back on the field. Um, and nowadays, you know, the, the rules were different my first few years in the league. Nowadays, guys get the whole week off. So it's like you really are just going home for the week. Um, so, yeah, this was a huge time to get a win. The last thing you want to do and is eating a loss all by week. And then you got to come back and prep for another week. So you got two weeks before you can get the bad taste out of your mouth. Uh, that's as bad as it gets. And so I think, you know, I mentioned earlier about the AFC and there's this season's been so weird. It seems like every good team that's beat the Chiefs, right? The Bills, then they go on and they lose to the Jaguars in a nine to six game. Uh, The the Titans just lost to the Texans. You got, uh, you know, the Chargers. They haven't had an embarrassing loss yet, but they about blew one on Sunday night football to the to the Steelers. It seems like nobody really wants to run away with this one seed. I think if the playoffs were to start today as the time we were recording this, the Chiefs, I think, would be hosting the Bengals yeah. in, a, in a playoff game. So uh, they're the four. I believe they're the four um, when it comes to that, the, the lowest um, of the division winners. So what do you kind of think of how this season's going to shake out with as much parity ha- as there is? And do you think you've seen a season with as much parity as there's been this season? Yeah, I know. I, I can't remember seeing a season like this where it's been all over the place. Um, you know it makes me wonder about the quality of football given the new rules, right? Mm. So uh, obviously with you, you haven't been able to have too much with OTAs two years ago with, with 2020, you didn't have them at all. Did you have, did they have OTAs this year? They, yes, they did. They had, I think it was like a hybrid OTA. Yeah. See, mm-hmm. and then you have a training camp is scaled back. I mean, I saw the practice schedule for this year. The chiefs had like six or seven. I mean, it was like, yeah. so when I first got in the NFL and thank God, cause I wouldn't have lasted long at all. When when we had 30 days of training camp, 28 of those days were full pads, and right. those were doubles, right? So like you were ready, you were ready to go in the season round. I just you look at the game and the talent. I feel like is better. Guys are faster. They they're stronger. Everything. I mean that the, the game has gotten a lot faster even since when I retired. Mm-hmm. Um, but the quality of football, I don't. I just don't think is there. I, I just doesn't seem as good as it used to be, right? Um, and I think a product of that is just that guys can't practice the way I know that that hurt yeah. my game. Uh, guys can't. And that's why I was so worried about the Chiefs defense, because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's 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 hard to, to fix things in the middle of the season because there just isn't a lot of time to do it. And you haven't had a lot of time to get it put a lot in the tank anyway. Um, and so, you know, you see key injuries, 
Uh, obviously, teams can't help that. But I do just wonder, like, is it just sloppy football? And some of these games I watch, they just just doesn't look, you know, doesn't doesn't always look technically sound from teams right. that normally are playing well. And so I do wonder if it's the the uh, lack of ability to practice during the week. I mean, I couldn't stand the schedule uh, with just, you know, one padded practice um, every week for the first five or six weeks. And then you're not going in pads for the rest of the season. I mean, it's just hard, especially as a lineman uh, uh, to, to play well. So I wonder, that's just a hypothesis. Yeah. It could be, you know, there's a million things that factor into it, but that could be one thing. I'm curious uh, to kind of your style as when you were playing, were you ever a scoreboard watcher? Were you ever paying attention to what other teams were doing in the league? What uh, so were you saying when I was playing in the game or when yeah. I was, so yeah. so I'm playing in the actual game and I'm looking at our scoreboard during the game or, or well I'm, maybe just like maybe you play a noon game and and you know the the Raiders or the Broncos are playing and you know it's a close division race so you're yeah. looking and and were you ever a guy to watch other games outside <laughs> of you know who you were preparing for I wasn't because uh, that was work you know I went to work yeah. all day watching film you know so. Whoever was next up was next up. Now, I guess you start getting closer to playoffs and you start watch. I'm watching scoreboards, mm-hmm. but I'm not watching games if I'm not preparing. You know, I just that's just yeah. never how I was. I was going I was watching games, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, studying tape. But I wasn't going to go home and watch more tape. You know, it's like right. much, yeah. much more enjoyable now that I'm out of the game. Uh uh, but a lot of guys would. A lot of guys would get together and watch watch the games, especially you know, like this Thursday, the Thanksgiving games. That's a fun game to watch. Uh, but no, I was I was really I really bought into that Andy Reid philosophy. Like we're just going to focus on what's next, and so I could care yeah. less what was going on <laughs> around the league. Yeah. Well, I, you can tell that these guys are kind of you know nose to the grindstone too, right. and 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 they've just taken care of what they need to take care of, and kind of let everything else fall into place. And it's going to be really exciting when. You know they they've got that game against the Broncos coming up that just got flexed to prime time. You yeah. know the, it's got the you got the nation already wanting to watch the Chiefs going from a noon game to that to that uh seven twenty prime time Sunday night football slot. You know I feel like I'm getting old, uh, Mike, because I saw that and I was like, man, I don't want to stay up that late again. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I oh I know three. I got three kids over here. Talking. I mean it's just like anytime there's a late game, it's a struggle. It is a struggle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that flex game though. I tell you what, as a player, you love to be playing in prime time. Let's mm-hmm. say a quick prayer, a quick hail rally right now to our operations people. Uh, <laughs> oh, I always felt so bad uh, when they would flex, right? Because so the operations guys are are you know booking the flights and the hotels and the transportation and the yeah. meals and all that stuff months and months and months in advance and now you get to that week and all of a sudden you know now you have to switch the hotel times you have to switch the flights you have to do all this stuff i mean mitch over there in kansas city he's got to be uh he's got to be running around trying to get all that stuff done i know they're used to it but i remember going to talk to those guys when we would get flexed and they'd be sweating trying to get stuff done and the last thing you want to do is get there and make sure and, and andy reed doesn't have his cheeseburgers and ice cream in his hotel uh-huh. room you don't want that kind of mess you don't want that smoke uh so yeah but no as a player I, you you love to see it and obviously that's that speaks to how well kansas city's doing so that'll be a fun game to watch yeah and i think that that's a game in kansas city as well as if i can remember off the top of my head i think Oof. it is in kansas city so Luckily, they kind of avoid some of that some of that mess. So yes, it is in Kansas City, December the fifth. Yes, um, right. and so 
luckily the Chiefs operations don't really have to deal with a whole lot of stuff. They still got to get, you know, well, they actually probably already had the hotel, you know, for the day game already. But yeah, yeah. Um, They'll accommodate that pretty well. But even sure, that, but though, yeah. I mean, if you have a noon game and, you know, that hotel has stuff, you're taking up floors. Yeah. You're telling them we're going to be out of there by 10 o'clock. And now all <laughs> of a sudden we're going to be there until, you know, uh, six o'clock. Now it's a big, everybody, it's still a scramble. Uh, but you're right. Yeah. You don't have to worry about flights and stuff. So, yeah, no, no question. Yeah. And, you know, and if you want to go out to that, the Broncos game. I think we've got we've got some buddies that can take care of you at tickets for less. You know, oh KCSN my 21. goodness, you've yeah. got to check them out. Thank you. You know what? See Tucker, that's why it's great because Jeff and I would have <laughs> kept going, and I totally would have forgot to shout out our sponsors, Ticket for Less. If you're looking to score an unbeatable deal on Chiefs tickets, check out my friends at Tickets for Less because they have got you covered. Locally owned for more than 17 years, ticketsforless.com has the best selection of Chiefs tickets for every game, all without the outrageous ticket uh, taxes or per-ticket service fees you find on other sites. Plus, you can use our exclusive KCSN promo code that Tucker was talking about for Tickets for Less to save even more. That's KCSN21 at checkout to save big on any Chiefs order at ticketsforless.com, KCSN21. Thank you, Tucker. Jeff and I would have totally went on and on and on. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no, tickets for less. No. Well, hey, that's why I'm here, right? I'm here that's to right. make sure everything runs smooth and we we make the people we need to make happy. That's happy. right. We love so tickets for less. We love we those do. guys. Great guys. And, and we've got a little giveaway going on for some of those tickets. Uh, so go over to the Facebook group if you're a part of the Facebook oh, group. Check you can go. Out. Win a four pack of tickets and and some other things from tickets for less with Come our on. good pals there. Check so you gotta out. go check those check out. Check out that so, Facebook group. Mike, before before we go, before we leave the people, I think there are a lot of misconceptions about the bye week and what people uh think that players do on the bye week. So I kind of want you to set the record straight, so to speak, right? Yeah. So what what was your favorite thing to do during the bye week? What would you usually do during the bye week? Yeah. So my first Three years in the NFL before, well, it was even, yeah, four years before what was now the old CBA, but what mm-hmm. I used to consider the new CBA, um, there was no uh, rules for training camp, uh, for um, uh, bye week. And mm-hmm. so I uh, started with with uh, Coach uh, Eric Mangini with the Jets and yep. so that Belichick style and mm-hmm. whew, the bye week was just an extension of training camp. I mean, it was, we went Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. No, we, yeah, we went Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And he gave us Friday, Saturday, Saturday. we went four days in pads and we oh were God. just smoking each other. Uh, that was so hard. I remember all the guys being like, Oh, this is just awful. I mean, it was tough. I was like, no more bye week no more bye week <laughs> Um, and it was the same thing. 2008, uh, but now you get the whole week off, and that's I think that's written into the rules now. You get the entire mm-hmm. week off. Um, I used to love it, especially if you won, but I used to love coming home. I live up here in Maine. I've been living up here since 2012. And so you come up here, the weather's cold. You have a, like a nice bye week right now or later in the season where you really need a break. Uh, come back up here. You see the family. Everybody's excited to see you. Uh, everybody comes into town to see you. Uh, especially when I was in Kansas City. My family, most of them are from New York, so I was with the Jets. Everybody right. was right there. But in Kansas City, I didn't get to see everybody as much. 
So it really was nice to come home and, and spend time with the family and relax and get off your feet. And then we have kids and I get to spend a whole week with my, my boy and, and uh, spend time with him. But yeah, it really is, and coaches will tell you this, it's really a time to just shut it down, right? And it's rare that you get to do that during the season. This is the time where you just shut it off. Don't worry about football. Don't relax. Put your feet up. Uh, don't do anything crazy, right? So that's that's always the message. Don't we? The last thing we want are police reports coming back with you guys. Um, but you want to go home, relax, enjoy yourself, and don't think about work. Don't think about anything. Uh, you know, the worst was if you got hurt. If you got hurt the week before, now you have to stay in Kansas City oh. for the week to do rehab. That was a heartbreaker. Absolute heart. You'd see guys limping like, nope, I'm fine. I'm fine going home, you know? <laughs> limping off the field like I got to go. Um, but yeah, no, the bye week's a great time to be with family. Again, detox, relax. And uh, and when you have coaches like Andy Reid who know how to start the engine back up again, right? Because yeah. sometimes it can be shell shock to get back. And now all of a sudden you're back in the grind. You're going, you know, you're going a million miles an hour again. Uh, sometimes that can be difficult, but Andy Reid has a great system to sort of ease guys back in and get you ready for the game. And we know how he is coming off a of bye week. I mean, he's just a bye week master. So, uh, so yeah, no, it's it's good. The perfect time. I mean, again, three or those three beautiful wins in a row. But it's even more than that. What we beat the Giants before. So how many wins in a row? What it's are we? Four in a row going into it. Yeah, four in a row. Yeah, so four mm-hmm. in a row going into the bye. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better situation. So. Yeah, no, this is good. It's, things are really looking great for the Chiefs right now. And again, to get the win before the bye is just yeah. such a such a blessing. There's always a conversation too when the schedule comes out of, oh, we got an early bye, we got a late bye. This is a good bye. What was your favorite bye? And I know early game bye, early week buys are never fun because you're like, I just want to get and play. And but it seems like right now is a pretty good bye with Thanksgiving Perfect. this week. Yeah. Perfect. There's nothing better that having a bye week on thanks Thanksgiving week is the best. A bye mm-hmm. week on Thanksgiving and then a Thursday not a Thursday night game later in the season. Kansas City hasn't played on Thursday night yet, right? No, they play the they play the Chargers on Thursday in like two weeks. That's see, that's great because that is basically a bye week because you play Thursday, then you got Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. Monday you come in for a quick sort of uh flush and then Tuesday off. So that is serves as a bye week too. So when mm-hmm. you have both of those, the regular bye and then your Thursday game after the midway point of the season, that is lovely. The worst, I know there was a couple of years I had the bye week, like week four. That's pointless. You don't need a bye week after four yeah. weeks. You know what I mean? Uh, so obviously, you know, they can't schedule everybody in the middle of the season. And I, I forget how they how they figured that out. I, I don't know. Do you remember Tucker? I think it I think it's something with the wins and stuff from the year before. But it it's a whole it's a whole algorithm yeah. that they figure out, man. I mean, I think this that's what's so fun about the off or that the NFL schedule is that we really do know we we, we could tell you all the teams the Chiefs are going to play next year, right? But right. like we don't know when it's going to be and and where and stuff like that. Right. Uh, we know where and we know who, but we don't know when. Yeah. Um, that's that's what's so fun about the NFL schedule is that you can kind of get a pretty good idea and you can almost really have an idea where your buy is going to fall too. Right. Uh, but it's, but it's, it's so calculated that that's what I really enjoy about it. Other than like, you know, baseball, there's 162 games, you know, you're going to probably play every day. NBA is kind of the same way. 82 games NHL, I think is 82 as well. So it's like a bunch of different games, but like the NFL, that's like every week. That's what, yeah. that's what keeps me interested. There's, you know, 17 games now, you know who you're going to play. These are the teams you're going to get the teams you're going to face. Right. And, and I think that's, that's, that's awesome. 
Yeah, and you're right. I mean, it makes a big difference where things fall, how things stack up. So you know yeah. who you play and where you play. But if you have, you know, the AFC West and, and the AFC or the ANFC West. I know one year we had the AFC West and the NFC West when I was with the Jets. And we oh. had four trips over to uh, uh, over to uh, the West Coast. And we had like three almost stacked right next to each other. So that makes a big oh. difference going back and forth and back and forth. So, yeah, yeah. I mean uh, – uh, even though you know all those other variables, when you don't know how it's going to line up, uh, it can you know it can obviously make things more challenging if things don't line up the right way. But this situation is perfect for Kansas City. Got the bye week going in, perfect time. What are we at? What week is it now? I don't even know what week it is. Week, I believe it's week twelve. Week twelve, yeah. So yeah, you, you couldn't ask for a better bye week. Week twelve, got the bye week. Got Denver flex prime time. We'll be back right next week, Tucker. Jeff yes, will, will be here. We'll talk about the Denver game. We'll talk about a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, but until then, Chiefs Kingdom, thank you for tuning in. We're grateful for you. Tucker, thanks for filling in today, brother. And we'll see you all next week. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.